0: From your local Houston BMW Center studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world, presented by 100 Black Men of Metropolitan Houston. I am your host, KG Smooth, and uh, this week, a lot of more independent school districts starting school back up. And we've got a lot of back-to-school events uh, that are happening, and uh, we also have uh, a great event that is happening at the Church at Bethel's Family. And I have on the phone line Pastor Walter August. Good morning. Welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much for having us.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, So um, quickly, uh, tell us about yourself, Pastor August, uh, for those who may not be uh, familiar with you and your ministry.
1: By all means. Thank you so much. Uh, Bethel's Family Baptist Church, we are located in the Fondren southwest community of our city. Uh, We've been here for almost 29 years. Uh, We uh, made the difference in meeting those needs firsthand, whether it's through food or social services. Uh, Our church have always been on the front line of disaster recoveries for Houston. Uh, And we just do a plethora of things to make sure we're taking care of families holistically. Uh, From the bottom up, uh, we do have a strong passion for our youth and also for our senior adults. And then we also get involved with Uh, organizations that want to make a difference in some of the issues that is pressing us as violence in our city right now.
0: Yeah. Um, That's uh, (laughs) seems to be the uh, epidemic uh, in Houston, uh, this violence and just, just around a lot of uh, metropolitan cities, we are um, having this issue. But before we get into uh, that, you know, you mentioned that you over there at the church are into healing people holistically Um, What does that entail exactly?
1: Well, we normally typically say a person can pretty much come to this church um, with nothing. Uh, They can leave with food and clothing. They can uh, leave here with some form of education, Uh, some job opportunity leads. Uh, They can not only get the physical needs met, but also the spiritual needs met as well. We do have counseling, whether it's family counseling, marriage counseling. Uh, we do have behavioral counseling, and we even have opportunities for those who are dealing with issues of addiction. Uh, we try to do a well-rounded program and also work with those who are uh, incarcerated, uh, getting ready to get out. Uh, so we do a variety of things. And when I say a one-stop shop, uh, I just believe our church ought to be at the forefront of its community to meet every need that that community has. And that's what we try to do here at Bevel's Family.
0: I love that. So is it safe to say that you all are more on the um, spiritual side uh, versus the religious side?
1: Uh, well, it's. I guess you can say it that way. I think it's one of the same, but I think whether religious or whether spiritual, I think the bottom line is what happened to impact the community for good. And I believe the church has been placed in communities uh, to help meet the needs of that community. The spiritual side, God handles that on its own. All we have to do is show up and give the love and support that families need when they're going through some trials and tribulations.
0: I like that. Um, You know, here lately, uh, it seems as though uh, the church has had a lot of reckoning to do. And, you know, when I hear uh, big name pastors Uh, say that you know hey we got it wrong we should have been doing more i you know should not have been asking for all of this money for my own personal needs and not really doing much for the kingdom as we are supposed to do um and and, and i'm seeing that language a a lot with a lot of pastors what um why do you think that is? Why do do you think the church is having its reckoning and looking at itself and saying, we should have been doing more and we need to do more and we recognize it and now we're going to change it.
1: I think hindsight is perfect sight for most. And I think a lot of individuals, even through this pandemic who apparently closed down their church facilities for a year and a half or almost two years, uh, and now looking back, that was one of the greatest times for the churches to be actively helping families. Uh, we we did not close the doors of our church at all. I've been preaching every Sunday for three for three services for the last uh, year and a half. Uh, we did not miss one beat, and we served at the highest level uh, through every situation. And when it come down to uh, pastors sharing that they could do more. Well, we all can do more uh, because the, the need uh, is greater than one church or one ministry or one denomination. Uh, the need is insurmountable. And we have been called by God not just to handle Jerusalem, which is our community or neighborhood, but also to reach out beyond our own communities, even through the hurricanes that hit Louisiana and Lake Charles and Houma we were down there serving in the midst of a pandemic to help families. When tornadoes hit down in Alabama, we were down there serving and helping to rebuild and bring in resources. We went to Kentucky during a tornado activity. And so that's what I believe they are mentioning when they said we need to be in the army, the one that God has called the church to be. And that's what should be happening.
0: Oh yeah. You know, I was, um, (laughs) I was given a message, um, some years ago, uh that spiritual warfare is upon us and God is assembling his army. And, yes. And and right now and, and, and this was this was this was back in twenty twenty, like October, November of twenty twenty. Uh and now that we are here, you know, and I'm sure you can attest to it that we just see how the enemy is coming at the chosen ones um with all that it's got. Yes.
1: And, that, and that's a, a good statement.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Public Affairs Podcast presented by 100 Black Men of Metropolitan Houston. We're talking to Pastor Walter August of Church at Bethel's Family. And uh, you all are having, or, or you all had uh, this past weekend, the No More Violence Summit. What was the catalyst that wanted you all to have this No More Violence rally at the Church at Bethel's Family?
1: Uh, To be very honest with you, in the last, I would say, month, a month and a half, I've done a a lot of funerals. And out of the seven funerals I've done, six of them were from gun violence. And it's people that's under the age of 30 years old. And I'm looking at the devastation of the moms and dads and grandparents trying to make sense of all this killing. And it's devastating. And then when you look at the reports for Houston and other cities as well, where crime has been on an uptick ever since pretty much the stimulus money has dried up in the community. So now you have a lot of people that are actually out on the cuff, uh, robbing, stealing, gangbanging in the whole nine yards. And all it's going to lead to is more death. And then when it comes down to domestic violence, uh, that's also on the increase. And so I, as a pastor, feel that we have to not sit back on our hands and just watch what's going on and not bring light to it. So we had a group out of Dallas, which is a program, an organization that is no more violence. They made contact with someone within the city of Houston, who in turn referred them to me. And we've met. And we've decided to go ahead and host the summit. And then the city of Houston, their health department, decided to come involved and said, "Listen, we want to be a part of this because it's Houston because we know there's a need. There are resources that we could put to the table. We could bring counselors. We could bring you know other needed success. We had uh, the Houston police chief, uh, Mr. Troy Finner, uh, come to speak. We've had uh, the Harris County District Attorney, Ms. Kim Ogg, she came and spoke. You know, So it's a number of individuals to provide all the resources necessary so families won't be uh, in this place where they feel that they have been alone at the same time while they're hurting for the loss of their loved ones. The other thing it does, it galvanized our city and our organizations and our departments and hopefully the business community to say this is an all hands on deck. If we're going to see a shift of the crime and of the domestic violence and all those pieces, then if we can work together, I do believe we can resolve some of the issues that we're plagued with today.
0: Absolutely. And, and that's it, Pastor. Working together, the oneness. What I've realized is that the enemy does not want us to realize that we are one. That's right. And when we come together, bind it in love, the power that that has, and how we can change. Literally, like the Bible says, we can literally move mountains. Yes. But they don't, they, don't, they don't want that. That's why we're so boggled with all of the low vibrational things that, that come our way. But if we just tap in... To that source that is God, and vibrate yes. on that love frequency, man, it's just who we could change this whole entire world
1: Well, by all means and uh, and I want to make sure, as a pastor, uh, I don't just live to live, uh, my life has to mean something, and I believe each and every day personally that I have to at least help one person. Every day, and that's something I live by. My wife and I, our family, we got to at least help one person every day. We we do all we can, and I think part of that piece is we all get that mindset. Uh you're right; uh, the eradication of a whole lot of of the negative ne- negativisms and the things that happen in our land could easily be solved in a matter of kindness.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, where can people follow church at Bethel's family, and um, you know all, all things, anything that you want the city of Houston and everyone around the world to know.
1: Well, uh, the good thing about Bethel's family, we're in the Fondren Salt area of our city. Our physical address is twelve six six zero Sandpiper, and that's Houston seven seven zero three five. Our web address. It's easy. It's BethelsFamily.org, family uh, and they can Google our name, Walter August Jr. and get all the information they need. Uh, I just want uh, them to know overall, uh, we are in a Macedonia call and I'm praying for pastors together and with their flocks and begin to focus in on our children more than anything else. I pray that there's a shifting of resources that goes into protecting the children at all costs. And so that's what we're doing here. We're going to start there of creating opportunities. To give you an example, uh, we took uh, about $300,000 that we had in overage for the year, and we earmarked that to hire 112 Uh, young people between the age of 13 and 18 in the last six weeks and We had them on our campus. We put them in a leadership program We paid them while they were in the program and then we also gave them uh, a trip uh, on the civil rights tour for five days Uh, They left and went to Arkansas to Tennessee to Atlanta to Birmingham uh, they went into Baton Rouge in New Orleans before they got back to Houston. And we are actually putting our resources up on our children right now because our children are our treasure. It's not our houses. It's not our cars. It's not the money we have in the bank. Our children and these children are our only treasures, And that's why I would like to encourage us to do that.
0: Indeed. Pastor Walter August, the pastor at Church at Bethel's Family. Oh, man. Thank you so much uh, for coming on and, uh, and telling us about this incredible event that you all had uh, yesterday for the No More Violence uh, rally up at the church. We really appreciate you. Well,
1: thank you guys at the station for giving us an opportunity uh, to be a part of the listening audience that uh, God has blessed Uh, The stations to reach. So thank y'all for what you guys are doing. We'll be praying for even more opportunities to uh, collaborate together.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And to everyone listening to the podcast, we will be right back after this. It's the Public Affairs Podcast presented by 100 Black Men of Metropolitan Houston. Be right back. From your local Houston BMW Center studios, welcome back to the Public Affairs Podcast addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world, presented by 100 Black Men of Metropolitan Houston. I'm your host, KG Smooth, and I am honored to have on the line, she is the campus director of Premier High School. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Christina Degbo. How are you?
2: Oh good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today.
0: Man, thank you for uh coming on. I don't know anything about <laughs> Premier High School. <laughs> like I know uh but I see that it is uh in the Sharpstown area. Uh it, it is new. It's a free public charter school and uh, and you all are right now enrolling uh students for the fall, correct?
2: Correct. Correct.
0: So let's Um, just start at the beginning. Like, uh, tell us about (laughs) Premier High School. Like, you know, how how long has this school been around? Like, what what do you specialize in? What's what's the deal?
2: So Premier is actually under the Responsive Education Solutions Charter. Um, We're actually in Texas and Arkansas. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've actually been around for a while, actually since the 90s. And Premier was the first, uh, yes, first part of the charter that they ever chartered, so I'm currently the campus director at Premier High School Town, but there is also over 50 Premier High schools all over Texas and Arkansas. Um, so just like any regular charter or public school, we're a traditional public high school, we're TEA accredited, um, and we don't charge tuition. Um, so that's something that, you know, for all public schools and most charters that we have the same thing happening there. But what makes us different is uh, we offer flexible schedules, so sometimes a student can come to school for four hours, six hours, or evening night school, um, and because of that, they're able to recover credit, um, graduate with a diploma, and a, a skill, like a CTE skill, for example, um, they can be on degree to nursing. Um, they can be on uh, leave with an electricity electrician certification. There's many certifications that they can leave straight out of high school into the workforce and actually make money the moment they graduate from us. Um, what a lot of our students like about us is our flexible schedule. Like I said before, because sometimes our students are already in the workforce and they can't do a full hour eight hour schedule. Um, So having, you know, four or six hour schedule or even a nighttime schedule best helps those students.
0: Nice. Wow. So Premier High School, one of the first charter schools since the 90s. Wow. Because I I don't remember hearing about charter schools until like well into the 2000s. And and as far as I'm concerned, like I, I didn't think charter school was a thing, especially when I was coming up um, in high school. So to know that you all have been around since the 90s, like, wow. That's wow. You know, um, Christina, maybe you can break this down because a lot of people don't know the difference between a public charter school versus just a public school.
2: Okay, So, um, it's you know it just depends. There's slight differences. So, you know a regular charter, a regular public school, is basically based off of like neighborhoods and the taxes that come from that neighborhood goes into the school. Well, when it comes to a charter, they actually have to apply. They have to apply to be in the neighborhoods. Um, They have to apply to TEA and basically say hey we want to come in this is what we want to be you know what we want to get from here what we want to do here and then they're actually given actually limited funding people have a misconception that um, we take funding um, from the regular neighborhood schools your typical isds and we actually don't get any of that funding we are actually given less funding than a traditional um, isd school and so when you come to a charter we're actually working on a limited budget but we're usually performing at either the same or even sometimes a higher level than some of the traditional ISD schools.
0: Okay thank you for that clarification which is um, that's very interesting and also um, disappointing at the same time to know that you all don't get the same funding as that public school. So with that are you all more flexible with your curriculum? Uh, do you have to abide by, let's say, you know what the state or the federal curriculum for a high school student uh, that that is required? Because what I see and find is that what they taught us in school is just is it, is what they want us to know. There there wasn't a hundred percent. Um, transparency in the education in terms of the history a lot of things were ignored a lot of things were taken out and some of the things are just straight up lies so um, yeah your thoughts on that and and and, uh, and and do you all have that freedom to create your own curriculum
2: So we did create our own curriculum, but, um, like we actually had to get our curriculum basically approved by the state, Mm -hmm. um, by TEA. So we did get our curriculum approved by TEA, but we did have our own curriculum writers write the curriculum, um, before it was approved. And the great thing about Premier is we only basically have in our curriculum what needs to be taught and, um, the research and everything of that nature the our curriculum team is amazing they have gone in and they've taken the meat and the bones of what really needs to be taught to students and they've put them into what we call like 10 module books or 10 modules if you're doing it online for students to get through in order to graduate so for example if you're taking algebra one mm-hmm. there's 10 modules if you do one through five that's one semester five through ten, that's your second semester. So after you've finished all ten, you've now finished a year, which is why a lot of students are actually able to graduate on time because they're only being taught what they need to know. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. we, we we love that. And the fact that you all make it as to where you got a flexible schedule. Like it it they they can come when it is needed for them in terms of, you know, if that is available, that within itself lets me know that you all are thinking about the student and whatever they have going on at home and in their, even in, in their adult life. Um, that's just, that's, that's amazing. It's amazing. Yes.
2: Hmm. I mean, our, our mission is to provide hope for students. Um, When we first started out, it was all about making sure students who didn't traditionally fit the mold of a typical ISD student would still have hope that they can finish high school. Um, It didn't matter if you had behavioral issues. It didn't matter if you had a home situation. It didn't matter if you had a full workload. We wanted to know that there was still a place where you can come to school and receive an actual high school diploma and graduate and not only graduate but graduate with employability skills when you leave you're able to progress and have a job and then go further on and go to college if that's what you want for yourself um it's you know a lot of, i've lot, I've worked in a lot of places i know a lot of students out there need a place like this because there's just so much going on especially after covid where you know the anxiety is high yeah. um, a lot of financial situations with families have happened um sometimes they do need their older students to work and if you can't get those hours in, you now have to make a tough decision between: am I going to go to school or am I going to go to work? Well, here at Premiere, we're giving you a choice to be able to do both.
0: That's great. Can you touch on this? Uh, I see that the 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 coursework is mastery based. What what does that mean?
2: So mastery based. So. In a typical ISD, you might be used to getting just grades. Um, You can get grades for um, per se participation, you can get grades in returning your homework, all of those things that kind of influx your grade. Here at Premier, you get grade for if you know the material or not. You Mm -hmm. have to master the material before you move on. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, you're doing module number one, you can't start module number two unless you've made a 70 or above on module number one. And then when you take that test, if you make anything below a 70, you have to retake the test. And then if you you know, you know, failed it twice, then you have to go back and redo the whole module all over again. Nice. Um, it's not about just like, you know, oh, I just mean, passing them through because we got a quota yeah. and
0: I need to pass these kids. Uh, I love it
2: exactly like you actually have to do the work I mean the teachers they'll do one-on-one with you they'll do small group with you because we're mastery based, and students have goals that they've created on what they want of what they want to finish at what time teachers are able to then individually work with students or work with them in a small group to make sure that they're truly understanding the curriculum Um, So a lot of students get that one-on-one that they need, and they're not distracted by their peers or distracted by anything happening in the classroom because everyone's working on a goal.
0: That's awesome. You're listening to the Public Affairs Podcast, presented by 100 Black Men of Metropolitan Houston. We're talking to Christina Degbo, the campus director of Premier High School um, and, and, and talking about the, <laughs> the greatness that they've got going on at Premier, which right now they are enrolling uh, for students for the fall. When does school start there uh, at Premier?
2: So school starts August 22nd. We are open enrollment, so we do year-round enrollment, um, but, you know, spots do fill up fast, so we ask anyone who wants, to come in and enroll to do so and fill out an application at PremierHoustonSharpstown.com or they can call 713-936-9314 um, in order to get the ball rolling to get their student you know, on board with us.
0: So growing up, did you go to a public school or a charter school?
2: I actually went to a public school.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and and when you graduated, and, and especially when you got into this position being at Premier, um, what were some of the discoveries that <laughs> that you came across as to where, like, oh well, they taught us this when I was growing up, but here it's this. So, hmm, I don't know. Somebody might be uh, pulling my leg here. Was there anything that that you could tell the difference versus how you were taught and learned versus uh, being in now this administrative role that you see might be questionable? if you will
2: i think for me it's the main difference is how they actually look at student learning mm-hmm. um we you know when i've worked in public ed all my life um, i just left a traditional isd just last school year uh, to come over to premiere i think my main difference that i've seen is how they give the autonomy to the student Like everything that is done is done with the student making their own goals. It gives them full accountability of their own learning with someone there to help them. Um, I just remember being in school, even teaching myself. I just remember, you know, you have a teacher up there. They teach for 40 minutes. Half the class might catch it. Half the class may not. But either way, the teacher gets their 40 minutes and we're moving on. Well, at Premier, there's no moving on. If you didn't catch it, you have to catch it. And if you don't catch it, there's someone there to help you make sure you catch it. Um, so it was kind of an eye-opener for me because I don't think we give students the credit that they need that they can can take control of their learning. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they, I mean, when you're in high school, you're almost an adult. Once you turn 18, you're out of there. And for them to make sure that, hey, you know, you're setting goals for yourself. Um, you're checking in to make sure you master these goals. You're checking in to see okay, why didn't I do this goal and what's my next plan of action? I just don't remember taking those steps in high school for me, it was okay, if I made a sixty five let me turn in three homework assignments, get a hundred on that, and then I could move on with my life right yeah, uh
0: this whole this whole system, this whole cookie cutter system, especially when it comes to education, like this one size fits all, has been the detriment to our youth because everybody learns differently. One yeah. child is not the same as the other. And so with just this cookie cutter way of of teaching and learning and in order for you to pass on, you just got to pass this test, like it... it <laughs> It really just affirms that you know the powers that be really wanted us to be workers and not thinkers,
2: mm, yes, yeah mm-hmm.
0: so um, so tell me about how premier high School like helps students prepare for life after high school,
2: okay, I'm so glad you asked that question, so other than the the cte programs themselves the cte well let's first start off with that the cte programs themselves um so for instance we have premier high school work uh um, work houston texas um and by it's actually in gallery furniture mattress max store um they have an actual place where students are hands-on working on say you want to do electricity there is a model house outside of the classroom where students are actually working on how to do the actual wires and electricity and the the circuits. they're actually hands-on doing it um they have a radio broadcast they're actually where they're learning how to do radio broadcast um we bring in actual medical professionals to come in and teach our students so it's not someone who just kind of knows it it's someone who's actually doing it for a living and they're taking time out of their day to come in and teach our students so they're getting these hands-on practical skills to when they're leaving it's transferable automatically because it's, it's basically the same training you would get if you were actually on board at whatever job you applied for Um, There's some programs that we have that as long as you pass those certifications, they're going to hire you um, straight from Premier down to the company. That's one way. Another way is we do a lot Of public service work where it's not just about volunteering it's actually about service learning so you're learning and then you're applying it also to what you're learning in the classroom so you can see that what you're being taught in the classroom is also something that's transferable into the real world and how things function in the real world and how and why we do certain things so a lot of local activities within the community are are being planned and done and sometimes these are actually being planned by students so the students see a need within their local neighborhood they come back to the school they say they want to do this project for their service-learning aspect and then they go out and they actually execute it Um, so again it's that freedom and flexibility that we give at premiere that a lot of our students love because they can see that they're actually making a difference as a student and they can see that they're actually learning from everything that they're doing in every aspect in every way
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Once again, where can our uh, listeners go? Everyone that's listening, where can they go if they want to enroll for the upcoming school year and just to get more information on Premier High School?
2: So, if they want to walk right into our building, it's 6615 Rookin Street. Um, if they fill the application, wait a minute, say right? it one
0: more time. You, can, you can, Your phone kind of went out. You said 6615
2: uh, Rookin Street, R O O K I N Street. Okay, And then if they want to do it online, it's PremierHoustonSharpstown.com. And then if they just have questions and they just want to call and talk to me, it's 713-936-9314.
0: Again, so that they're located at 6615 Rookin Street. You can log on to premierhouston sharpstown.com for more information, or you can call Christina at 713 936 9314. That's 713 936 9314. Uh, Enrollment is limited. School starts on Monday, August 22nd. That is next Monday. So, um, yeah, I would suggest you jump on it now. Go on and log on to uh, com. Anything else that the people need to know before we get out of here, Christina?
2: No. I mean, we're open and we're here to serve you guys.
0: Indeed. Christina Degbo, Campus Director of Premier High School. Thank you so much for coming on this morning.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Indeed. And to everyone listening, we appreciate you listening to the Public Affairs Podcast presented by 100 Black Men of Metropolitan Houston. I'm KG Smooth, and we'll see you next week.